it's time to right a wrong from earlier I've asked guest Patrick Ellers to come back so we can prove that Alex is the character that exists on both shows since for some reason on the episode he saw there was no Alex uh, to be found. So he and our buddy Jen Kleinrock are going to be on the show tonight. We're going to discuss uh, Blood Brother from Roswell, um, which is Alex's first kind of spotlight episode where he decides how far he will go to help Liz. And then we're on to Roswell, New Mexico, where I'm not sure what Alex got up to, but hopefully it has something to do with this crazy alien tech that he found in Kyle's dad's basement a couple weeks ago. That was crazy. Ah, let's do this. Technically, who is Max's blood brother, quote, in this episode? I assume that's referring to Alex. Great On what road did Max and Liz go driving in this episode? That's a really hard question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Okay, that's a we don't have an answer. I don't. I think it was like Colesville Road or something, but that's a road that was near where I grew up, so <laughs> probably not. Who were the first to arrive at the hospital? Is well, oh, hold on. This is a trick question because Liz arrived with Max. Right, so Max gets there so first. So Max and Liz got there right. first, but then after that, first to arrive. Mm, the doctor earlier that morning. The the sexy nurse. The ambulance driver probably went in first. Not the hospital. Like, yeah, the this morning. is a trick question. They do Ever, this sometimes. Someone is always at the hospital. Uh, but then Liz and Michael showed up. I mean, Isabel and Michael. You close it before all the questions. <laughs> Jen, were Jen done. closed the book. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, gotta go full round robin. If you need part of a round robin, <gasps> oh, because you didn't like it. <laughs> all right, I'll give it to Patrick. Yay. Um, number three. What caused Mac to crash his jeep? Uh, he saw a horse. Okay. Number five is okay. the last one. Number five. For Jen. <clears throat> Given the choice between keeping Max's secret or keeping her friendship with Alex, which did Liz choose? The wrong one. <laughs> uh, that's correct. <laughs> she chooses. Wait, is there more? Are there more? No. That's okay. It. That's it. I mean, I can start no. asking you questions about Heat Wave, but that wouldn't be fair. No, she picks the wrong one. She chooses to keep uh, Max a secret and just totally screw over Alex. And I hate it. It makes me so mad. It is It is anger making. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I, I said this while we were watching. It doesn't seem to make tactical sense because Alex is already like a step away from knowing. Like he knows that like the FBI is involved and it's not drugs. Like he's so close. And they he live is- in Roswell. He is deeply in it at that point. Like, deeply. Like, he yeah. has given blood to this cause at the point where... Yeah, I get why she didn't tell him at the hospital, but they 100% should have told him, like, back at the house. Back. Yeah, like, have a quick discussion with Max and Liz and... Or Max and Michael and Isabel and be like, hey, listen, this guy fucking did it for us. He saved your asses. It is time for him to find out. 
And like, yeah, they'd push back. Michael would throw a hissy fit. But you know what? It'd be worth it. The last time Liz told someone, Michael got someone to make out with. Yeah. So like, Michael should just shut up and deal with it. It could be great for him. Also, it's sad that there wasn't any making out of this episode. I know. I did think about that when I invited hey, you guys. Yeah. There was no making out at all. There was like an arm around ice cream lock. That's not the same as making I, out. I understand the difference it's between like ice making cream out lock. with an ice cream cone. Yeah, Liz made out with my ice cream cone. Yeah, but at the point where we really see her eating the ice cream cone, it's like kind of disappointing for we that did, anyway. <laughs> we did see the kiss uh, between Michael and Maria in flashback. Thank in previous goodness. On. Otherwise, I might have thrown a chair. Jesus Christ. I mean, I could just show you scenes from Heat Wave. I mean, I could just watch those yeah, on my own can. later. It's fine. I mean, that's true. This episode really holds out on us. In terms of making out, and then the next episode delivers making out within three seconds of the episode starting. Oh, so. so good. Just like uh, shipping in general seems pretty light in this episode. Yes. I mean, especially because they showed us that make out in the flashback. Well, like, if you're going to show that, like, I get it. We had a moment of, are you avoiding me, Michael? Hold on. Well, hold on. You, you keep calling it a flashback. It's a previously on, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like I a flash, a flashback implies that like it is crucial to the narrative oh, that we're Jesus watching. Jesus Christ! I All think right. that they were both thinking about it a lot. We no, had a lot of moments of Michael and Maria standing next to each other or sitting next to each other and having awkward moments, and then Isabel being over it, and that was <laughs> oh my, my favorite part. Isabel in the car with her head just rolled she is backwards. Just, well, because she's the one who let them. Uh, this wasn't in the flashback previously on, but. <laughs> We're conflating uh, the two. Not interchangeable. <laughs> the three of them were hanging out in the last episode, and Michael and Maria were like doing their weird flirting thing because they I love it. I love it. I do. Love, I'm making it face like I don't love it. I love no, it. You love it. We all love it. I love it. But I get why Isabel hates it. And so Isabel just like gets frustrated and she's like, I'm going to go home. Like, whatever, guys. And then, um, and then that opens them up to have an opportunity to kiss. Because she was really funny in this episode. She's great. Isabel? Isabel yeah. is a delight. She's like over it. She like, like she's out on the heist. Yeah. Or not a heist, a stakeout, I guess. Stakeout. Um, uh, heist and stakeouts are not the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Let's be precise <laughs> with our words. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So, they, she is. She's on the stakeout. I think she's, she's a good person in this episode of like she has stakes she cares about poor max is in the hospital but she doesn't get she doesn't do much in this episode she's more honestly just kind of comic relief she's yeah she's reacting and it's kind of nice that because in one of the early episodes she had to seduce the sheriff kind of like or be like oh but she did not seduce the deputy (laughs) <laughs> no. I think that that was the last episode I was in. On. Yeah. She was seducing the sheriff. She was being very flirty with the sheriff. Which was uncomfortable. It's not appropriate. But in this is it, one. Is it more or less uncomfortable than uh, Mike seducing the nurse? This, more. Because it was more overtly sexual. I would say opposite because Michael is being. Because what. Yeah. What Isabel was doing was like, oh, my God, my car is broken down. Will somebody help me? I Which, don't... yes, is playing into like that like feminine role but what michael was doing was straight up asking an old lady nurse to go on a date but that's what he did but here's the thing though he said girls my age don't understand me do you want to get dinner but here's the thing though the nurse said no the sheriff went out and fixed her car 
Oh, you, okay, but the the nurse the nurse said no conditionally. She said, she call, would, me "Call me when you are eighteen. When you turn eighteen, oh, she God. wants to be invited to that party. She wants to be at that birthday. Oh Can you imagine she if you said that care. to someone? Okay, one, call no, me when you, you turn couldn't. eighteen. But I might you imagine if they actually called you on their eighteenth birthday? You'd be like, oh, I was oh, she, I was I just saying a thing. <laughs> I would I just said that. I don't. I think you just don't answer. Well, it's, it's an it's an unknown number, but you're like. Do you answer every unknown number? <sighs> it depends on like if I'm waiting for a call from someone. Yeah, yeah, that no, that that is true. Um, like if if it says if my phone says that it suspects suspects it's going to be a telemarketer. Oh. <clears throat> then no answer. Um, but like you know, we just had an election and mm-hmm. kill me. <laughs> and so like sometimes. <laughs> Jen responded to all of the election uh, texts and phone calls and mailers really negatively. We've talked about this already. They were calling me multiple times a day, every day, and always from L.A. numbers because it was an L.A. election. And usually when I get unknown calls from L.A. numbers, I answer them because maybe, like, I don't know, someone... I don't know. Maybe someone, someone turned eighteen. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I've put a lot of feelers out there with almost 18-year-olds. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know that they've come to roost. And roost? They- <laughs> Is that what happens? You turn 18? Yeah. You, you come home to roost. No. In Jen's coop. Oh, 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 oh. I do not like this. No, but so I, I would pick up, the, even though I knew nine times out of ten it was going to be someone uh, asking me if I knew how I was going to vote right. for school board. And it's easy for me to be like, hey, I'm not thinking about that yet. See ya. Good. Yeah. They're insistent when you answer. As soon as you answer, they're like, are you voting for so-and-so? Are you voting in the election? I'm like, stop calling me. You have 100% of the power in that. You just hang up. Yeah, yeah, and I did most of the time, but not before yelling at them to take me off their list. I got to a point where every time I got a call from Huntington Park, I answered and immediately yelled, take me off your list, and then hung up. Oh, my God. I mean, here's the thing. People are volunteering their time. Yeah. For there are people like us that believe there are people in who believe in things. I know. Sometimes I would say keep up the good work, but stop calling me. Part of the good work is calling you, though. But you know what? I voted, and I did research on who I was going to vote for before I voted for them. So you know what? Joke's on them. How is the joke on them? You voted. That's what they wanted you to do. But I was always going to vote because I vote in we'll every election never, that I'm a part of. Jen. We will never know. What we do know is they called you and wrote you letters and texted you. And then you voted. Yeah, that's what we know. All of the mailers. That's irrelevant. I'm saying they contacted you a bunch and you voted. That's the bottom line. I screamed at them a lot first, though. I was always you communicated with them. When the city, when the city of LA sends me a sample ballot, I do it. I do what they tell me. But I don't need people screaming. Do you uh, vote by mail or do you vote in person? I usually vote in person. I love voting in person. Mm -hmm. This one I voted by mail because I had an all day meeting to go to and I didn't know what my schedule was. How do you do it, Ryan? It's interesting (laughs) to me. I'm uh, glad I asked that. (laughs) I'm signed up for vote by mail. Uh So I usually intend to vote by mail, but sometimes I either forget or like life happens and then i'll go and either drop it off that day or bring it and then fill out about which usually i just drop it off because yeah by that point you're done yeah um but yeah so i do i am a vote by mail voter 
I am also a vote by mail voter. Our uh, polling place is at that elementary school that's right across the street from my oh, house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Nice. So I will frequently bring it over there and just like drop it in because then mm. you feel like you're part of a process, but you I don't like have to it. like wait in the line. Plus, then when people want to talk about it later that day, you can be like, it was crowded. It wasn't that crowded. There were, yeah, it's funny because mine was not that crowded in 2016, which was not an indicator of anything. Uh, my neighborhood voted very well. But then in 2018, gosh, my years are flying. I'm like, what year has just happened? In 2018, it was crazy. And I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. What's going on? Everyone must be like fired up. And that might be true, but also apparently three polling places became one. Oh. And it just happened to be my one, so I didn't have to move. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's why it was so crazy because there were just so many people. Mine has never been very crowded. I've been nice ever since I moved to where I live now. I have been voting at the same place, and it's been like very chill. It's always the sweetest people working there. And Is it, it a municipal like, no place, line. or do you have to go to a house? It's a church. Okay, it's a, a Korean United Methodist. I can handle that. Here's the thing. All of these concerns that we're discussing right now would be totally foreign to Michael because he's too young to vote. <laughs> and yet, this nurse falls for it for the most part. Like she, she does not. She says no. She she is. falls for it to the extent that she isn't suspicious. Mm-hmm. She falls for his. Like and he she is kind able of plays to, along a little bit. Yeah, he is able to swap bloods. Like she has very few jobs, and one of them is protect the bloods. <laughs> She does not protect the bloods because of his flirting. Like, it's we, directly related. Can we talk for a second about the fact that Liz was ready to attempt to take Alex's blood? Liz, who has no powers at all. Was, no. She has seen it a couple times. And she, she like really is into biology. Oh, my God. Horrifying. Okay, if it was a life and death situation, like uh-huh. we're camping, there's... We can't get back to civilization. There, we need to do a emergency blood transfusion. What are we would doing? You, Taking your blood and putting it in no, me? No, would you trust me to take your blood? I mean, if, if I'm if literally was, going to die, no, if Patrick not, is going to die. Oh, no. If Patrick's going to die, I'll let you stab my arm a few times. Okay, thank you. I probably would volunteer if there was another person for them do to you do hear it. That, my hand's Patrick? Not I would let Ryan stab, stab my arm a few times to I, save your life. I, he- I heard it. I think I'd be okay at it. Oh, hold on. Based on what? <laughs> Based on I'm pretty crafty. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> it is true that you are crafty. I'm also klutzy, so there's the, yeah. there's the two pieces. Yeah, and also just the last thing I would want you to think of either Jen or my body as would be a craft. <laughs> You can stab a piece of fabric with a needle as many times as you want before you actually No, make I would this. treat you guys like leather, which you can't stab that many times because the That is the thing. hottest thing you've ever said, right? Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm flattered. Um, I okay. would treat you like I leather. I would treat you like leather. I also am particularly kind to phlebotomists, and I don't mm-hmm. know why, but when I'm talking to them, I'm like very sweet. I'm just like. Wow, you're doing like even if they're they miss my vein and yeah. they do it twice, I keep giving them like encouraging words. <laughs> well, they, you there's you can't get anything out of being like, what the hell's wrong with you? No, but one and time I recently had a phlebotomist tell me that if uh, someone had done to her what she had done to me, then she would be freaking out. That's funny. <laughs> I was just like, I, okay, but what does this do for anybody? I have very poppy veins, me especially too. in my. Uh, not I'm a lefty, lefty, so in my right arm especially, which is the arm that they like to use because I don't write with it. Um, 
it very much pops. So if you miss it, like you are, you are very bad. So the only people who have ever missed it are like people who are very tired of a blood drive. Oh well, that one time I had to take your blood out to put into Jen. When no, we were this camping. was a, this whole thing. I I'm chose you for this episode because I wanted to confront you, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, My today's veins the day. pop. <laughs> we just never talked about it after it happened, <laughs> as, as you do. Okay, so. So wait, but we 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 are saying that Isabel somehow used powers to draw the blood. Yeah, she used powers to suck it out. Okay, they have like established blood powers. No, they can. No, they, their powers are very blanket. They can manipulate matter. So like, anything that you can imagine manipulating matter would get you. They can do. They also each have like individual special powers, but their base power is manipulate matter. What's Michael's special power? Seduction. Oh, right, it's, right, right. He hasn't sort, gotten there yet. Yeah, he hasn't used it. Um, okay, let's address that because <laughs> tonight <laughs> Wait, that- Jen has been the queen of alluding to or foreshadowing something that has not yet happened or a dynamic that has not yet arisen. <laughs> yeah. And talking about it when I'm like, "Wait, remind me of this guy's thing." <laughs> Give me the mic. I'm so glad you have to share, Mike. It's like the most pure version of your friendship, and I love it. Okay, so here's the thing. After I came on the last episode of this podcast yes. that I was on, which was for episode two yeah, of Roswell so and Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. um, I decided that I really wanted to continue watching Roswell um, and because it's like a fun show with it a is. fun cast yeah, a fun time period. <laughs> and so I watched it all. And this is the first time now that, I, I mean, I texted Ryan the whole time I was watching yeah. it, but this is the first time that I've been in the same room with Ryan while watching an episode of the old Roswell after I've seen it all. So I can't really help but allude to things that will happen in the future. And I am aware that that is rude to Patrick, <laughs> who has only watched this episode and the previous episode of this podcast that he was on of Roswell. But you know what? You don't have any intention of, wa- of watching the rest of it, right? I do not. But. That doesn't mean that I wanted this experience <laughs> to be punctuated. You told me, you told me while you were watching that you were fine with what I was saying and you wanted to talk about it on here. I said I was having a wonderful time. <laughs> he did say that. He didn't say he approved of any of our behaviors. No, no, I did not say that. <laughs> okay, Patrick, what is the thing that I said that bothered you the most? <laughs> Let's get a little too Mark Maroney for me, okay? <laughs> yeah, can you guys, why don't you table we, We're not going to squash our beef today. Yeah. Can you squash your beefs at another time? Uh, okay, because I feel like there's more to talk about. We have not yes. talked about. Ooh, we've got some, I was going to say pants issues, but they're really bottoms issues. We have Liz's skirt that has a built-in belt waistline tie thing it's also a weird silhouette and what is that rose doing i i don't understand wait what rose rose like an embroidered rose at the bottom it also it was a time and i because i did it too where there was a thing where you would wear a knee-length skirt with flats which is cutting your leg in such a to make it as stumpy as possible and Liz does not need help getting stumped. Oh, oh. She's she a small. Is. She's she petite. is small. Like, but she should be wearing a shorter skirt or a longer skirt or heel. The proportions are only increasing but, the But stumpy. shorter skirt is not a Liz Parker move. No, that's a Maria move. That's how Maria gets around mm. this. 
But okay. I mean, every everyone is you. You said that there's there's a lot of bottoms we need to discuss. Yeah, that was the first bottom. Right. Right. <laughs> I I think we can lump them all into one just question mark bottom question mark. Yeah. Like one alta a big category. Are you like, saying they could all fit in Alex's pants? They could all fit in <laughs> Alex's pants because his pants are huge. They so looked heavy. Yes. How did the pants get heavier? Put chains on them. And the chain is very long. In one scene, he sits down, and you see him pick up the chain. And he's carry he's got to move it around like he's the cowardly lion moving his tail. <laughs> that was a great rap. Alex absolutely the cowardly lion. Cowardly lion, uh, pretty pretty loyal. Yeah. Right? He, uh, he whines a lot. He does whine a lot. Is Alex whining in this? I think it depends on how much slack you cut him because he is like make in in one way he agrees to do the blood thing, and then he whines about it for the rest of the episode. I would, I would call him whinier in previous episodes, and in this one, his whining is more justified. Oh sure, because he totally get, he gets bullied into doing the the blood thing. Like yes, he he technically agrees, but like there's also the part. Yeah. Yeah. Like Isabel also is like I think it's a it's tech it's definitely subtextually, but I think textually established like he has a big crush on her. There's also she's she leverages that a little bit mm, in the blood yeah, sure. thing. So like it's it's very icky and Maria is ignoring is not taking care of the situation Wait, at all. <laughs> are you implying that when she takes blood from his arm, she's like misdirecting it from his penis? No, 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 no. She's, she's saying. What? She, yeah. Je, okay. What Jen is saying is that what she does is get near to Alex, which causes him to get at least a mild erection. Uh-huh. And then she draws, Isabel draws the blood from his penis Who into the syringe. Who is thing? I don't know. This is just. <laughs> Thanks for translating. But I, no, Jen. Jen. No, I was. What? No. I. I'm saying Okay, no, we we have to bring it up now cuz Jen Jen broke the seal on the Yahoo answers thing. <laughs> well, Okay, we have to talk about Okay, there's a a sticker yeah. on Alex's locker that says Y A exclamation point. And it is definitely the Yahoo Y A. So I don't know if they cut H O O off or it could be Yahoo answers. Right. Yeah. dot exclamation point. Yeah. Um but then Ryan, you brought up your favorite <laughs> yes, it's my favorite Yahoo answer in the history of time, and it's and it's a question, and it goes, "Help! I strain my penis while making pasta." And what I love about it is it's it's wild because what does that mean? There's so much There's good so stuff much in here. So much good stuff. Help! Help! First of all. Help! Kind of implied in, like, the yeah. medium that you're dealing sure. in. Sure, but also, like, it's never going to be the kind of help you need because it's not immediate. So, but yeah, help. And then strain my penis while making pasta. Now, pasta straining is a thing. Right, and straining a part of your body is a different thing. Yes. Do you think that someone was just playing off of that dichotomy? In what way? Like, was it like all they, a joke? It was a, it was a really well-written joke. That's what I like, think it's possible. These are the two things. Brain. <laughs> okay, 
that is true. But but also, I've never heard someone say that they've strained their penis. All right, I reserve the right to say I may have heard it because I used to listen to Love Line literally every night of my life. I used I used to watch a lot of Love Line when okay. it was on MTV. Um, well, then you should come back for later of the season because Diane Farr. No. One of the hosts of Loveline is Maria's mom. What? Yes. I will have you back for a Maria mom episode. Um, yeah. So I think I probably have heard of straining. Because I think I've heard it. Because I've heard of penis casts. Is that yeah, not a strain? Isn't that, isn't that for, because people will also say uh, breaking a penis. But like there's no bone in there. What breaks? <laughs> These are not questions for Welcome Back to Roswell. <laughs> I am not an expert in injuries of the penis. I just very much have a favorite Yahoo question answer. All right. So next answer. next week on Welcome to Roswell, <laughs> Ryan is going to become an expert on injuries of the no, penis. No, I do not. <laughs> You've got a lot this. of research to do between now and then, Ryan. You know what? If if you are an expert, tweet at me. <laughs> do we? Do you really want that? No, I said it though. So. No, I think now it'd be fun. Said. I think it'd be fun. It would be fun if you're an expert. I don't yeah. mean if you're an amateur. Yeah, no amateurs allowed. And look, you you can spend twenty minutes on Wikipedia. It does not make you an expert. No, it, does. it doesn't. You know it doesn't. <laughs> Jen, Jen, that would mean you're an expert in way too many things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So also in this episode, mm-hmm. what? Julie Ben. Julie Ben. Julie. Julie, Julie you ben. got it. Yeah. Julie Benz is busted. She gets busted first by uh, her, she has really bad help who can't tail worth a damn, and the, they get the, 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 they like, get caught. Spy cop yeah, guy. yeah. The agent just gets totally blown up. Then, not literally, you know what I mean. Spy blown up. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Michael and Maria have their, and this becomes a thing. But they have their first real investig like hardcore investigative moment together. They're good, good investigate. I mean, he's very bad. She's a good investigator. <laughs> he team. sniffs the deodorant just in case that might give him a clue. Um, uh, but then she helps him like figure out, like check the trash. You know, maybe like- he was curious. Maybe he was like, look, he's been like shopping around for a uh-huh. deodorant, and he's like, I wonder what this guy wears. And he's like, I'm gonna sniff it, see if it might be something that matches with me. No, because his face when he sniffs is. <laughs> you think that's a deductive face that he's making? Absolutely a deductive face. Here's the thing, though. Wrong. Oh Jesus. Okay. Here's the thing about Michael. That may be the thing you said tonight <laughs> <laughs> that bothers me the most. Okay. Here's the thing about Mike. Just to bring it back to Roswell, the a thing about Michael is that in this show so far, he has picked up a key and gotten flashes from it. Okay, that's happened already. <laughs> yes, that happened like right. very. That led them to the road trip. Yeah. So like, he has had weird things where he touches an object and he gets visions. So, so he maybe wants he, to touch all the things. Yeah, maybe he thought by touching, he didn't have to sniff it. Maybe he thought by picking up the deodorant, he was gonna get a flash again. I don't very know. Anthony from Queer Eye. Things in a room. I feel like Just that's saying. Shane, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, that's not the most offensive thing Anthony does. Probably not, but that is a thing that he does very regularly. Yeah, he's got a he's a he's a chef. I, you eat with your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, but you also eat with your nose. You eat with your sense of smell. Is that what you were trying to That's say? That's what I meant. Tongue. 
<laughs> that so was not what I meant. If you pick up a bat, like a box of spring mix that is clearly about a month old and moldy, don't sniff it. You, you do know if you want to. Here's nothing. Antony is doing is accidental or unchoreographed. That's true. So he it's, wants it's to get the his, reaction phase. It's a part of his like cute, charming, like I'm kind of a ditz vibe. Honestly, I've there's nothing been more endearing than those paparazzi pictures of Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale because Antony is being himself. Yeah, that's true. He is so uncomfortable <laughs> and over that. it. He's I like, I can't that. believe I'm sitting next to a movie star and I have to deal with a show or making out with a guy from SNL. Yep. But, I mean, also, isn't that just sort of what you do when you throw things out that are in your fridge? Sniff on. Don't, don't you always sniff them first? I'll, I'll sniff. I'll Sometimes sniff. I'll, I'll taste I'll something if I'm, like, questioning. If the smell is okay. I don't sniff everything. I sniff something. You'll sn- throw not, something out without sniffing it. Yeah. Even if it looks okay. Just because you no, know it's old? not if it looks okay. Okay, well. But month-old spring mix does not look okay. Okay, <laughs> I think the thing is for me, it's look, smell, taste. So if it looks okay, then I'm yeah. like, all right, let me give it a smell. Yeah. Smells okay. All right. I guess I'll do yeah, a that, tiny little the, taste. The taste is, is, is Which the is a dangerous guardian. move, yeah. but like. Otherwise, I'm throwing out something that could be good. But you do as small of a taste as possible, and you fucking suck it up to do it. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. You just get it done. And if you, and then, at that point, you know. Because if it tastes good, play ball. You've got to eat it. <laughs> the one thing they <laughs> Come on. do, I will commend Michael for yes. not sniffing the trash can. He doesn't sniff the trash. He does take credit for all the ideas of the hunt. Which I did not love. You didn't love. And I don't love it, but I do think it's, he doesn't get a ton of nice things with. Yeah. Uh, and, with Matt, Max and Isabel. He doesn't get to show off with them very And often. at the very least, Liz was getting the real story from Maria. Yeah, but I don't think Liz will tell Max the truth. That's true. Liz won't tell Max anything. Yeah, they'll just simper at each other. They're so in love. Okay, um, what do we think about this road trip? Did you guys ever do anything like that in high school? What, uh, just what, go road, just, ride into just go the- driving? De- I didn't have desert. No, we. I mean, we didn't have desert either. Yeah. Right. But like, we would just drive around town forever during a school hour. Uh, we, I, I didn't really, I didn't discover skipping school until senior year. Oh man! Um, so, but we would have, like, if that's yeah, you know, if if skipping was in my uh, just like daily vocabulary of things to do, we would have skipped it just to drive around. Yeah. yeah, like that. That would be a regular um Saturday or weekday after school if I didn't sure. have like play practice. It or felt something. like a weekend activity to me, not like something you would do and then go back to school. We we skipped school a little bit, but like a long drive into the I mean for us like into the rural part yeah. of Tennessee was um that was a weekend activity and we did that like a few times. I when wonder now I'll just make a guess because I don't think we ever find out in the course of the show. So Sorry, Patrick. It's not quite what Jen does to you. It's a little different. No, this is fine because this is the part of the evening where we're talking about the show <laughs> instead of the part of the evening where we're okay. watching the show. What was he going to show her? I think he might have been about to show her the pods. Does he know the, about the pods yet? Well, he knows where he was discovered. Okay. And they describe the pods. Okay. Don't they describe the pods? I think when he is like how Michael is separate from them, I think they described. But he he and Isabel were like hands when they were found. And yes, wasn't. but Michael was like behind in there. You're like, come on. And Michael was like, I'm scared. You don't, it's, I, I just read it that like he was going to take her to a place to like make out. That is a valid thing for a normal person. 
Yeah. Max is not that normal. Considering how in love with Liz he's been so long, he, like, really... It takes a while for him to start thinking about making out. It's yeah. weird. He's she like starts thinking about it out. in the next episode where she's like, why aren't we making out all the time? And he's like, oh, what? I don't, because I value you. And she's like, wait, I'm sorry. I don't. What is my what? value? Excuse me? And then she gets in a sexy outfit and dances with him. And then he starts to warm up. But it takes him a very long time to be into making out, considering he's like supposed to be in love with her. There's, yeah. like, almost no sexual component to their love for a very long time. Whereas Michael is immediate, like, make out means shut up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> All right, <laughs> when he kisses her, okay. Make she, out means shut up? They flirt forever. <laughs> then he says. Shut up. Shut up. They flirt for several episodes. Then she's, like, ranting at him. She's like, just, just, I'm stressed out. Like, do something. Be a guy or whatever. That's a quote. She says, be a guy or whatever. And then, I know. And then. He, and then she's just like, oh, and she walks away and puts her hand in her hand. And then he walks over and he like grabs her shoulder and turns her around and just leans in and lays like a very good kiss on her. And then That's she kind the of, kiss you saw, you saw that kiss. It was in the previously. Stop it. I said it right. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I just hesitated long enough to upset you. And then, and then they break apart and he, she kind of like looks at him because she's kind of like, whoa, bro. And also like, it was a good kiss. And then he's like, that was to calm you down. Whoa, a pacification kiss? That's, that's what he says. It was not. He's oh, so okay. full of right. it. Everything Michael says, you got to wave your hand at him and say, oh, whatever. And I will say that one really wonderful thing about Maria throughout the whole series, I think, is that she does a very good job like knowing what he means versus what he says. In a way that even, yeah, you're absolutely right, and in a way that even his siblings don't seem to get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like, she Isabel will be put off doing. by something he says. She'll be like, oh, how could you say? And it's like, no, Isabel, like, Listen to the subtext. He's really probably just saying that he needs a friend. Yeah, and Maria knows how to speak Michael in a yes. way that literally nobody else does. Which is romantic on TV. Not it, romantic in real life. No, in real life, it's like, no, teach your boyfriend to talk. Teach your boyfriend to express his thoughts. Teach him tricks. Not tricks. Those are not tricks. Those are basic human things. You've known these people. Teach your boyfriend, though. I don't know that I love that. Okay, but your boyfriend sucks. No, I, I he understand. he needs a translator... To be human? Uh, I, no, not that he needs a translator, but just that, like, he needs, to, he needs to learn. But I don't know that it's your responsibility to teach him. Okay, but if there's one person who can translate. Julie Benz. Oh, all right. Different show. I'd watch it. Um, can we talk about the horse for a second? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so there's a horse that just, like, appears out of nowhere. And maybe this is a thing that just happens in the desert. Is it a thing that just happens in the desert? I've never lived in New Mexico. I don't know much about wild horses. My understanding is that wild horses are pretty wild. Like, they, they're not, like, they're not shot. Like, I think that wild horses crossing the street isn't a crazy thing for a wild horse to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't think they're afraid that people are going to kill them no. in the same way that other wild animals are. Yeah. But, but then again, people, deers pop out in the middle of the road, and they yeah, are that's scared. True. That's true. And uh, bears cause uh, car accidents, too. I guess... Uh, what I really want to talk about was how like anticlimactic it makes that moment. Yeah. Because like, it's so obvious what's going to happen when they're like looking at each other and you're like, they're gonna get into a car accident. They're just like they're too happy. He's just not looking at the road enough. Yes, I. But I like that because how many times? And again, I have seen this a lot of times now. So that I have not had the experience you had of getting ahead of it. 
it's a first time thing. I just haven't had that in so long. Yeah, sure. But I, when I watch it, it, I do. I like that I have the thought of like, he needs to look at the road. Yeah, I mean, I had the thought too, <laughs> and not just because Jen said it. Oh no, she said it. No, Jen, I, I didn't say that. I said, "Oh, this is this episode." And then you said, "Look at the road, Max." <laughs> right, but I was just voicing what we're all. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is obvious. I it's, think uh, it's, but I guess well, the it's obvious. But I think what could have saved it for me would have been if it was one of those like. Uh, like smash cut, like super dramatic, yeah. like there's just a car or like they just yeah. hit the horse or something. Um, instead, it's like you see the horse, they both react and they like swerves away and the car gets some sweet air as it goes over a jump. I feel like they didn't want to injure the car, which I understand because we love that car. We lo- I love that, that car. car is my love favorite that thing car. in the world. My God, so it's it's so very, I would be so sad if something no happened No airbags on that thing. No. No. Oh my. Uh, I still so want his it. head straight up hits the steering wheel. He just stays Rests there. Rests gently. I mean, it doesn't. Because hit it first. Does the because the the horn isn't going. That's right. That's that's I think why we know it's jump resting instead of pressing. Right, but it didn't hit and rest. It must have like. Well, I think hit we lose a moment. I think we lose a moment between the car like falling and like hitting. But the if you're unconscious. When your head hits, the horn would go off. Right. Well, maybe it's, uh, do we know for sure that we know that that's where the horn is on an oh, old army right. jeep? I guess I got to go buy an army jeep. <laughs> we got we to gotta do it. Let's pull our resources <laughs> oh and God. do it. I... <laughs> Let's make dreams come true. I'm not in on this. That's fine. I don't, I don't yeah, care. You're moving to Atlanta. We're not sharing an army jeep with someone in Atlanta. That would be yeah, insane. That would be foolish, and I don't want one. You say this like it's going to hurt us. We yeah, want we already want it. <laughs> this great. You guys pull your resources. <laughs> that was always the plan. I just needed to give you your permission. Oh my well, god. Well, thank you, Jen. Um. Okay. Uh. Part of having you both here today. <laughs> yes. I did say your names in the intro, by the way, just in case you were wondering why I never introduced you on the episode. No, it's uh, fine. <laughs> Patrick, we, can, and we Jen. can hang. Um. I- didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it didn't sound awkward until I said something. Um, uh, I brought you here partially, Patrick, because you had not met Alex. That's right. I the last time we watched, the last time we did one of these, uh, you thought it was this episode. I know. Um, I, did. I do. I did. This one. I did. Uh, it wasn't. You got some like hospital wires crossed. Yes, it was. Uh, Liz. Oh, it was geez. horny grandma. It was Liz, grandma, Liz's horny grandma, and grandma oh, yep. somehow, and yep, somehow yep, yep. Max has sleep, has dream, has dead people powers, which never comes back. He's just controlling matter. You're right. I'm sorry. He was just controlling matter. Okay. <laughs> no, it's bullshit. All that bullshit. to say, yeah. it wasn't this episode, but now it is this episode. Yes. You have now seen Alex. You've seen him as a be a good friend. Mm-hmm. You've seen him step up. In I've a, seen him play bass. You've seen him play bass. Not guitar. Like just, just like hanging out, unplugged at school with a bunch of in dudes. front of his friends. Uh, those guys aren't even his friends. So who were they? And he's just impressing them. Yeah, he never just played bass to thing. impress some people. Alex never is once. A- Bullshit. <laughs> um, Alex is. I think he's he's like king of the nerds in some ways. Okay, but I think being friends, having his best friends be Liz and Maria. Not that they're popular, but like gives him like his own clique, so he doesn't have to hang out with the 
the guys who he was playing bass for. Like, if he didn't have Liz and Maria, that's where he would have to hang out. Right, but, but now he, he has just, the more popular yeah, he, friends. And, like, they're his best, like, his best friends are, like... Except they are terrible friends. Not they're always, but now. Like, great. Yeah, not I mean, always, they've been friends for past, five years. Right, but in the past eight episodes, they have not been good friends. No. Ever since school started. And so, yeah, now he's forced to go play bass for strangers. We also saw him in the background of another episode just doing, like, stupid human tricks with his arms, like, doing the thing where you, like, flip your arms from oh, yeah. behind your we back were, like, double to your front. Jointed yeah. And... Was that in the pilot that he was doing that? I think that it was sounds... in the second episode because Maria's like, should we tell Alex? We can trust him. Okay. Um, yeah, you were here. But, yeah, so Alex, yeah, he he is, I think, a seen as a jokester to his peers. I mean, I like that Colin Hanks. He's great. He's great. There were there was one moment in this episode where I was about to say that Colin Hanks is a really good actor, mm-hmm. and then like the scene kept happening, and I was like, I'm gonna hold that comment. <laughs> he, I think he it's has touch and go here. It's it's touch and go, and I think he has like kind of tough things to do in this episode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he grows as an actor as the show goes on too. Do you guys think that like could you think of someone in your high school friend group who would do for you what? did for his friends today <laughs> being <laughs> in this episode today was a bad addition today was a bad addition um i take it back just the first part <laughs> in high school did i have a friend who would secretly give their blood for me i think yeah i think probably uh a couple would have yeah yeah, man, you, you make ride-or-die friends in Drama Club. Oh, yeah, I was not in Drama Club. I did sports. We, I think... Ryan immediately positioned herself as Taylor. No, it's not... God, that was not what I was saying. Just, I mean... That was just the subtext. Uh, whatever. I'm more of a Kyle. You're more of a... I don't know, guy who's not on the that's show. It. That's where we came to. You're more of a Kyle, which is why you like him. You're more of a Kyle. Of the people on this show, yeah, I'm not the weird, secretive loner guy. I'm not the other weird, secretive, spiky-eared guy. I'm not the secretive hot chick. I'm not the simpering chick. I like secretive not- <laughs> is just a word for alien. Yes. I wasn't an alien. Or is this all a cover? Um, okay. Just, so just, I think I would have done it for my friends. I don't know. You don't know if your friends would have done it for you? I think, I mean, like, I was never honest- into anything that sketchy. Yeah, so, I mean, I, n- I never really was either. But like, I'm like thinking through it now, and like, there's probably a dozen people that would have given their blood for me in high school. Here's okay. Here's the thing. Yeah, I don't think any of my friends, and it's fine. None of them are listening now because we <laughs> stop being friends at a certain point. <laughs> um, I don't think is it because you asked for them to give you their no, blood? No, it was other reasons. Uh, I don't think any of them, Girl, <laughs> any of us, were that. We were all very like goody two shoes a little bit. Yeah. Um. So like we would do bad things, but like because we got good grades, people would like not pay attention. It was very pri- you know. Yeah. Privileged shit. Yeah. Um. None of us were that good at lying, except for my friend Janice probably could have done it. Oops, name drop. Uh. What I up, don't Janice? Think- <laughs> she's she's probably the best. She like she could be a PI. I think she's like uh-huh. good. Um. But, like, I don't think my friends were good enough at the part where you swap the blood at the thing. The actual, like, 
that part because that's yeah. you have to be very good at sneaking. Well, and I think it's and important. We weren't that sneaky. I think it's important that it's Michael doing that. Yes, but if it was like literally like we're at someone's house, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want one of them to poke my blood. But if like we were at someone's house and it was like I need this blood, like I would have peed in a cup for one of them, or they would have peed in a cup for me. Yeah, which I guess that's not equivalent, but that's like the. I feel like that's the realistic high school equivalent. Yeah, I think I think one of them would have given me their pee if I needed it for some reason. Or if someone else in the group needed it. It's funny to think we live in society for swapping pee is sometimes a thing that happens. It comes up. Yeah, every now and then you're just like, I don't I, I want someone else's urine. <laughs> I have mine. I know what's I, in that. I need someone else's. Oh gosh. Guys, do you want to just like <laughs> put a pin in this eat some bunt cake and watch an episode of a new show Abs- absolutely all right great So Isabel starts the episode in a mental institution and ends in a pod. Wow. Is that a mental institution that she's in? She's just in, like, the hospital, right? At first, she's just in the hospital, but then I think she goes into one, right? No, that is not the hospital. Did you see how that place is laid out? That is, like... She is committed herself. You don't commit yourself to the hospital. I guess you're right. Yeah. You commit yourself to a mental hospital. I feel like there's just been a lot of people in gowns in the past two episodes we've watched. Yeah, she does wear a gown, but I think you wear a gown in the mental hospital. I think it depends on what kind of mental hospital you're in. But Kyle's also, like, right there. I so think the he's. I think it's the mental ward of the hospital. Of, of the main hospital. I don't okay. think it's a. I think you guys are right. It's not a separate hospital, but it is not like, because you can't just like commit yourself for sickness. <laughs> huh, okay. All Doctors right. say no. <laughs> they will stop you from that. I have a cough. Can I stay here? <laughs> There's no. Get out. Uh, okay, so Isabel's in the. Either mental hospital or mental wing. Yes. I think she's in the mental ward. Right. Okay. The psychiatric ward. But you're right. It doesn't seem like she has a psychiatrist working for her. Yeah. She got nothing. She's got Kyle Valenti and that's about it. Well, and her husband seems to, it's not like her husband had to take off his belt to come in. He seems uh, mostly clueless about everything that's happening. Here. What's frustrating to me about him, other than he's just so handsome. He's so handsome. Is that. Uncanny beauty. Yeah. Is that he broke up with her for very valid reasons two episodes ago. Then we find out she's a murderer. He doesn't find out that. Then she checks herself into the mental hospital or whatever, the mental ward. She checks herself in. We can just agree not to have to discuss that every time it comes up. I'm just saying. She checks (laughs) herself in. And then he feels horrible and he's like, oh, no, I'm here for you. And it's like, she's still lying to you about something. Like, it's not like she told you. What was up? It's not like she said, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I think his, like, sympathy factor took over for his frustration at the fact that she was lying to him. Like, it feels like... But, like, she's now in a mysterious mental committing situation. It's not like she stopped being... It's not like she came down with emphysema. I feel like she... Like, the subplot that didn't happen in this is Mm -hmm. her telling him a convincing lie about why she's 
there. Well, but also, hold on. Because, like, yeah, she may not be physically sick, but, like, just something that is happening to her mentally or emotionally, that doesn't make it, like, less real. She's still in, like, there's still, there's still, like, an emergency situation there. So, like, he's, he's coming to her to support her in that. Yeah, but she committed her. If someone commits themselves, then I need to know why you committed yourself, especially if you've been lying to me for the, for this whole time. I think if you're worried enough about someone's mental state, poking them about why they committed themselves to a mental state can be more damaging well, than it is Well, then I'm not going to sit there and be like, I love you. I'll be there for you for everything. It's like, no, I just broke but up with you. what if you love her and you would be there for everything? I guess I just can't empathize with that feeling. I don't get it. <laughs> I well, can't then, imagine loving somebody, then getting so mad because they're lying to you, and then without having any of those lies fixed, getting over it. I guess that's the part I can't. It's once you've decided you won't stand for the lies, to then decide you don't care about the lies or you're going to ignore the lies. Feel like it's not like she was. It's not like she com- tried to commit suicide. Sure. Or something like so, like you're right. It's like an emergency. She committed herself. So like, why are you committing yourself? But I also wonder if he, like, took the blame on her committing herself because he left her right oh, then. Oh, yeah. He's clearly very codependent. Yeah, he's super codependent. He It feels very guilty. I mean, he's also obviously not examined their relationship all that much if she's been able to be an alien and have powers this whole time. And that's well, never she's, something that they she's talk an about. influencer. on him. All the time. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I'm whether whether he had power over his ability to um, examine it or not. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. Right. Um, and then she's dying, and he doesn't really know what's happening because no one will tell him because they know that he doesn't know that she's an alien. The whole thing. I think he still is getting short on the stick, but I guess I'm feeling more and more like he's putting himself in this position. Thing that he is like. The Alex Whitman in this storyline, where he doesn't know that they're aliens, right? I mean, I know he's not literally Alex Whitman. In no, this I think that's great. Show, but <laughs> no, 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 because the other no, one's that's, Alex that's, Mains. Right. So, like, yeah, he is, he is kind of the Alex. He's kind of the victim, mm-hmm. narratively of this story, in the way that everyone else kind of has a role that they're playing. Right, and he is just his role right now is just like figuring things out while not getting Slowly. in the way. Yeah, his yeah. his role is be lied to. Yes, and, and complain like, about it sometimes. Right, and everyone lies to him with the utmost confidence. Like when <laughs> when he's asking Kyle when he's like is it is it her liver? And yeah. Kyle's like he doesn't even say He doesn't even ignore he, it. He, he yeah, he doesn't even say like I'm sorry, I can't answer no. that. He's just like, "Uh, you should talk to me." <laughs> Which that's so condescending. I don't and honestly, his response of "I'm her husband, her next of kin" is completely valid. Yeah, he's right. He's completely right. I mean, he's right, except for the fact that Max is always going to be her next of kin. Except for, I mean, yes, yes, yes. But when you're married, that yeah, relationship in a functional marriage, a real marriage. But in a, a hospitals don't care about the function of your marriage when you're giving out like medical details. Actually, uh, when you are admitted and they think you're going to die, they do bring in a marriage counselor to see whether or not your marriage is like a real marriage or like one that they're like, this is just sort of been going on for a long you time. for like the first three quarters. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, 
Patrick, we got to talk after this recording because I feel like you've had some experiences I don't know about. Um, wild to know about that. <laughs> I think it's possible that Patrick would be close to a situation because Patrick is unmarried. That Pull is correct. Spot. So it, it's possible that Patrick would be close to a situation in which a married couple, one of them was dying, and then they had to go through counseling. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't know that. Yeah. It's I've, not, I've lived a life. He's doesn't lived it, a life. Doesn't it seem I'd know if Patrick was dying. Yeah. Probably. You might. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Am I dying right now? No one knows. Hey, guess we all. Yeah. All We're all dying. Um, you know what was really killing me in this episode? Great. That <laughs> this fucking... is the best transition <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I just want to sit on it. Um, what was killing you? What was killing me was the boringness, stupidity, and pointlessness of the Alex confronting his dad scene. Real. There are so many better things that Alex could be doing right now. Making um, out with Michael. It, that's the main thing I'm thinking about. Remembering times he made out with Michael. Thinking about all of the things that he will do with Michael in the future. Uh, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> this show has a problem with making its scenes inactive. Yes. Uh, we start out on the porch where Max is talking to his mother, and they come back to this exact scene, the two of them sitting on the porch, just shooting the shit. Yep. Like, three times. Mm-hmm. And, like, nothing fucking happens. The- nothing. And there's very little new information shared. Considering, like, emotionally, it should be a really big deal because his twin sister is in the hospital. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And telling your mom, (laughs) I'm just picturing if, because I have a sibling, if he was in the hospital and I knew and my mom didn't know, and I said, Mom, come over for cocktails. We'll sit on the porch <laughs> facing the vista just and come chat. over for cocktails is the yes. first thing. And then we'll just chat. I'll ask you about your bridge. And then I'll mention to you that my brother's in the hospital. Not like meet me at the hospital or let's go. To- and there- then and then that her first reaction is about whether or not it's her fault. No, her first was who else knows? Oh, yeah. Who else knows? Like whether or not it's going to come back yep. to her. But this is, like, the exact same thing that is happening in Alex's dad's bunker. Yep. Where, like, okay, but we, we, gotta, we gotta give credit where credit is due. One of the funniest things to ever happen oh on Roswell, New Mexico. The funniest thing in this episode, by far. So Alex's dad, does Alex's dad... It's not a very dad, funny episode, but no. yes, it is the funniest <laughs> moment. Does Alex's dad have a name? Uh, Sergeant Mains. We've also called him uh, Master Sergeant Bad Dad. Uh, bad Dad, Flaw Dad. I think Flaw Dad is a great one for this one. So Flaw Dad uh, is like just leaving his bunker, right? And yes. it's like through a hatch or whatever. Uh-huh. And he takes like basement entrance, like when you're when you have a separate. Well, entrance. it's like when, a, when you're escaping a tornado. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a storm door is what they call it. Uh, he he takes I don't know half a bush and just like moves it <laughs> over. In essence, it is a branch. It and, covers maybe 15%. Yeah, I was going to say 10%, but yes, it covers a very small amount, enough that it just kind of decorates the door. And the door, and like, it's not even a thick, full branch. It's like a thin, wispy branch. covers 10% of the door. You could still open the door with that on top of it very easily. I think it covers the latch. Yeah. 
Well, it the point is, it made us laugh uproariously. So hard. So hard we missed Alex arrives and ties up his dad. Yeah. Why and that like happened? knocks him over the head. I caught him knocking him over yeah, the head. He but honestly, at that point in time, I did not know which of them knocked which of them over the head. He did it with his crutch. Yeah. So this is oh, great. That is a point of action, right? Club dad over the head. Sure. Something happened. Then they are down in this bunker. And I believe we come back to this scene four times. Too many times. Really quick. Right after he clubs his dad with a thing, the first cut that they do is over to Liz on a rooftop listening to Jagged Little Pill. And that yeah. really tickled me because it was like all of a sudden this like moment of real violence. And then all of a sudden she's just like drinking some wine and listening to a, a record and like thinking about a serum. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the way uh, this episode like slingshots between the, the main story and this B story, which are not connected at all. Uh, is, I mean, they're is real both about aliens. Yeah. The whole show is about aliens. Well, then they're a little connected, is what I'm saying. Right. The part that's not connected at all is Maria's plotline, where she needs a sign, and then she that gets is the sign. The hard plot. <laughs> they just I, want to make sure you know Maria is still in the show. Yeah. And that I think they're trying to, because in the end of the last episode, like she broke down crying on Michael's shoulder. So I think they're trying to establish one that they're not going to have sex with each other, and two that they are going to actually be friends. And also, I think they're trying, they realize that, like, Maria could be a good character, and they're starting to bring her in more. It felt like the first few episodes, they did not use her to her fullest. No, which is silly, because she's one of the best characters in the yeah. original show. So how you wouldn't start with her as a character you care, I don't get yeah, it, it, but it's it foolish. It's foolish. And I'm glad that they, like, acknowledged last episode that Liz has been a terrible friend yeah. to Maria. Not just acknowledge, Alex came up to her and was like, hey, Liz. You were being a terrible friend. Yeah, Alex was a good friend in that episode. Here's the thing. My God, Michael guys... isn't. I said Michael and I met Patrick. Hold yeah. on. Patrick is never going to be. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> Am I secretly in love mean? with Patrick? Do I want to see Patrick make out with Alex? Fine, I'll do Let it. Let me put a pin in it. Um, No, but like, you're never going to believe that Alex is awesome because the only. Roswell, New Mexico, Alex, you've seen now. Is the, like boring. He's so boring. Well, so here's I mean, not only will I not believe that Alex is awesome, um, I it's not wasn't until we were talking about it right now that I was like, Oh yeah, Liz and Maria and Alex in this show are friends. Yeah. Because they did not interact in this episode. They really did it. They did it pretty heavily in the last episode. But that's not you okay. You gotta like come in on the mic, Jen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jen when, is very when you tired. Start talking. She got comfortable and she's leaning far away from the mic. She leaned really forward last time. Now her feet are up. She is leaning back. <laughs> she wants us to come to her. Yeah, I'm. I'm basically forcing Patrick to shove the mic in my face. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, they were. They spent a lot of time together last. They spent uh, okay. a lot of time together. But, okay, last episode. imagine a world uh-huh. where, for whatever reason, yeah, Maria is in the bunker with Alex and the dad. That would be much more interesting. Doesn't that become interesting because so much she doesn't know anything about aliens. And then all of her sweaters would be appropriate because it's probably cold down there. <laughs> I well, think she's cold in the bar. It can't be that cold down there because we are melting silver. Okay, that's not in the bunker. <laughs> that's oh, it's in the pond chamber. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, there's, there, there are, <laughs> I think, three whole underground places we go in this episode. There's yes. the bunker where Alex and his dad are. 
There's the bunker where Michael is like trying to do alien research. And then there's the bunker where the pods are, which I guess is more of a cave. Yeah, that's a cave. Uh, but two of the here's the thing, two of the bunkers are man made. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot of bunkers. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things is that one of the bunkers, the bunker that Alex and No, the bunker the bunker where Michael's doing his research looks just like the hatch from Lost. Well, and this is the second hatch we've had. Yeah, well, and it doesn't just look like the hatch from Lost, uh, and, like, they shoot it like the hatch from Lost, where, like, we get the, the shot, like, yeah. going down, looking back up at them as they're peering down. Totally. It. Um, but it is uh, very obviously decorated. Like, Michael's got an yeah. aesthetic that he's going for. Well, he shopped for, like, complimentary old-timey bulbs. He did. <laughs> like. It makes me like Michael more, but I, it, was, it, it was pretty high. I already liked him a lot. But Jen just chuckled at Michael Moore, by the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the point of the evening. I'll keep are. the mic. I'll keep all the right, mic. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, she'll tap you if anything really good comes up. Uh, oh, geez. Um, a moment that I liked in this episode is early on when Liz is talking about the serum that she's developed that could potentially cure uh, Isabella of her powers. Yes. Um, is when Interesting she... that Jen calls that curing some of their powers. <laughs> all right. Seems like it's more like disabling at Isabel, point, but it's cool, cool, cool. At this point in the episode, we think of it as curing her powers. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I think I'm talking about very early in the episode alien. when she says, it's not like I have alien rats to, or alien mice to experiment on. And you know what? That's a great point. So no one could have known how debilitating this serum would be. I thought it was interesting because I think on television, especially with your heroes, you don't usually have them be the kind of because like a lot of scientists have to experiment on animals and kill them. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, not only do you have the scene where she talks, calls out lab rats, then you see her talking to her fellow doctor about cutting open, sacrificing dead them, they mice say, and investigating their hearts. And I was like, wow. Sorry, what? What? What's? What, uh, I don't understand the the objection. You it's think not that an makes objection. Your... It's just I don't feel like you you the those kinds of costs of science are re, are mm, like yes. actual costs that exist. But I don't feel like in television, especially with your heroes, you have them experimenting on animals and discussing dissecting them. See, I think this is one of the things that I do really like about the show is that um, Liz has a little bit of it's almost a Batman quality. Mm-hmm. That, like, she's going to do whatever it takes to get whatever shit done. Yes. So, like, the fact that she does have this, like, alien uh, depowering serum, that feels like Batman keeping a little uh, kryptonite back in the Batcave. Well, it's Like, all... Superman's his yeah. buddy, but if, it, if push ever comes to shove, he's got to have a way to shut him down. Well, and what I like about it, and it didn't work out for her because she told too many people about it, but, like, she had the serum. She was not presenting the serum to people no she was just like oh i'm gonna just have all the power secretly yeah and i'm gonna hold the power to myself and then some dumb i guess kyle is like the I'm trying to think of a dc character that kyle is did did Bane? isabel know that he had the serum who isabel because no. she influenced him to give it to oh, her oh max must did... have told her because okay. Max knew about it. Okay. Because Max member was like, hey, use the, keep the serum. Right, right, right. She was like, I'll get rid of it. And then Max was like, no, I want you to be able to so, stop me if you have to stop. God. <laughs> so it's kind of his fault. I mean, that's an interesting take. <laughs> Isabel's fault. It's 100% Isabel's fault. 
Because she uses her powers to get infected. Yes, but I think that, going back to she just checked herself into a mental institution, I think she's feeling suicidal. Yeah, I think we're supposed to, totally. it's supposed to be an arc or a moment when she says to her brother, I want, I want to, to live. live. Right. Yeah, so like. Which, which, I don't know that that moment like totally played for yeah, me it was, as I was watching it. Yes, I um, agree. But now that we're talking about it, I, I recognize that that's what that was. Yes, there's a, I feel like this show is usually pretty good about uh you don't see the strings all the time Mm -hmm. this episode i feel like you could see a lot of the strings like even the michael i'm sorry the michael maria stuff well again i love to see maria that feels like a couple scenes that don't have anything i mean yes he gets the idea of beacon but even that is so heavy-handed yeah he goes beacon and then he looks at the thing that could be a beacon and goes beacon it's yeah, like, what? It almost feels like the writers had a really tight first few episodes. Yes. And then they got to this point and they were like, well, shit, we're still here. Right. And I I mentioned this while we were watching, but it feels like they decided they ran out of road with uh, Flaw Dad and just wanted him off the show. And so they're like, what's a way we could do this in one episode? I guess Alex confronts him and makes him leave. And honestly, that sentence is much more interesting than what we watch. Yeah, Alex confronts him and makes him leave. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been, especially if it was like something where, I don't know, I feel like Alex needed to meet his father on his father's level. Yeah. And like, he doesn't. Like, he just sort of, he like, you know, ties him up, says like, you know, I figured everything out. And like, if you don't do what I tell you to do, then like, I'm going to tell on you. It's like the weakest fucking shit. And as he's cutting his dad loose, uh, you and I were both like, yeah, now now is when dad fucking like shoots his son yes! in the gut. And we're all like, whoa! But, but it no, didn't happen. No, no, like nothing nothing happened. nothing happened. He leaves. He actually does what his son told him to do. Yeah, he is imminently blackmailable. He's a flawed dad. Okay, I will also say, dad, we just saw dad smash Michael's hand with a hammer. Like that was kind of the last time we saw dad. So, so we want comeuppance for dad. Well, and I and we do not get it. We don't get it. I also sort of wonder if we're in a Chekhov's gun situation where we saw him hand, we saw Alex hand his dad back the gun and nothing happened with it now. Right, but, but he's literally leaving the country. We don't know that. He said he was. He also said that to uh, Max's partner, who he's. Um... But he's trying to get someone to spy on Alex for him. I guess I'm still not, if it is bad, dad is just going to hang out Roswell hiding. That's still not interesting to me. Yeah. Even if he's eventually going to use that gun to do something. Because it's not like Alex handed his dad sure. his own gun. Because then he could shoot Michael and then, but like, that's not what we saw. He just returned the gun to him. Yeah. I'm also not sure that uh, Chekhov's gun really applies to like. Two guns. Pol- <laughs> yeah, first of all, I don't think it applies to guns. <laughs> No, but to, like, police officers and, like, people who just always have guns on them. It's not as though a gun was introduced. A gun is just part of the character. It's just, except it was, like, I feel like there was specific attention brought to that gun at that point in time. I don't know. I I might be wrong. There was definitely some specific attention brought to that gun. But I think it was just part of the whole episode, that whole storyline, trying to give weight to moments. That didn't work. That like, didn't even... have weight. Yeah. Because it could, like, it, what it's trying to communicate is, like, I'm giving you back what you perceive to be your power, mm-hmm. but you can't use it against me. Yes, your power. But I'm actually have your power. Yeah. Like, I've already taken it. 
I also liked, and I feel like they could have underlined it more, how how sad Alex gets when he finds out Kyle already knew and he already told Kyle because he actually thinks Kyle is like a worthwhile person. But they don't really. No, they kind of gloss over They don't lean on any of this. How about the, like, lean hard on your son has been fucking an alien. You hate aliens. And you didn't like when your son was fucking a young, good-looking boy. Now you find out your son has been fucking an alien. And he's still still seems more fixated on the fact that it's a male alien than anything else. He calls it his perversion. But even that is, like, go stronger. I want you tied up in saying horrible things that make Alex think about actually murdering you. Yeah, sitting there stoically didn't do anything. And calling your perversion, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said about it. Truth. Like, I I don't know. I wanted more tension. I wanted more dramatic power of those scenes. Instead, it was like, there were were a few places where uh, it seemed like the show was playing with stronger themes that it backed away from. Mm -hmm. Like when, when Michael's like, oh, would you like if there was a serum that like made you less Mexican or like, would uh, like gay conversion therapy yeah and it's like oh okay like that's not they don't really lean into like they like, yeah, they they spark the interesting idea or the yeah. interesting like part of the metaphor and then they're like uh but let's just let's just get back to what's uh narratively comfortable totally yeah, they don't even have liz respond when he says would you like a serum that would make you less she she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she just, just gives makes him a that look. face and then is like, okay, and then they move well, on. Well, and the same is kind of true about uh, the the story that Kyle tells later in the mm-hmm. episode about uh, working at a hospital and there's a mass shooting nearby. Yeah. Um, and like the point of his story is like, uh, the the shooter is among the the victims that are in there, and he asks who the killer is. Yep. And the, you know the physician with him is like, it doesn't matter. You you heal everyone. Yeah. Do your job. And like that's. One way to think about a mass shooting, hundred percent, is that everyone here need, needs to be helped. But it's also like, I don't know, is is that the, is that like the valuable or interesting part of like bringing a mass shooting into uh, a television drama that we're watching? I I I hear. I think you're right in that a lot of the subjects that they brought up, if and I feel like they've done. A, better job of this in the past when they've addressed some of like the especially the immigration things that they've talked about where they're actually like talking about it and like dealing with like the real humanity of that stuff but in this episode it was totally lip service across the board for those stronger issues that they were talking about which is like kind of a shame to the work that they did in past episodes like makes it a little bit less (laughs) less good because they just like totally glossed over it now I feel like with the Mexican thing, too, and I was shocked that Liz didn't call him out. And the gay thing is different, I think, because some people are, like, I guess people are backwards about Mexicans, too. But, like, she's trying to stop Isabel, who is a murderer. Yes. Now she's trying to shut down part of Isabel's innate self because Isabel is a murderer. But that is not the same as stopping someone from being Mexican because being Mexican does not is not part of what made you a murderer. Right. I feel like it would be more like castrating a pedophile. Sure. Right? Sure. Like sure, yeah. it's more like and I guess maybe it's because to me that is a moral I mean to me, I'm special. So I find <laughs> that a moral. But no, like to me that's a moral. So like 
I feel like the gay conversion therapy at least has like some nut for some people. Like there are people who right. will be able to like make that make mental that connection yeah. or like would would be like, oh, I would want to give my son a pill to make him not gay because he will do behaviors that I don't approve of if he is not taking that pill or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like there is a line there, but the Mexican one just felt like so Michael grasping straws and then Liz reacts to him like, like what? what? <laughs> well, that- Which, so I feel like it doesn't undo some of the stuff, but it just feels like, why are we, why are we doing this if this is, why is it? Because this is written. It's not a. It's not a documentary. Right. So like, why are we doing nor, nor this? Is, nor if, is it an improv scene. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> and so like, there's a. I think there's a few moments where it's like, you wrote this. So like, I know everything you did is on purpose. Right. Why are why? you saying what you're saying? Yes, and it doesn't. And I'm not. Sometimes with this show, there have been times where I'm like, I don't know what's happening, and then it ends with a Liz Mac scene that like actually makes me feel something or. Kyle or Alex will have a speech or a moment, and then I'm like, oh, okay, so this was what it was about. And this episode, I don't think for me ever got to that. Like, again, and I brought up four times the two minutes of Michael Maria, while it had nothing to do with anything, I feel like I cared more about what was happening in those tiny little scenes. Honestly. Than I cared with Alex and his dad. We had very little heartfelt connection in this episode, just like across the board. Yeah. Like, there there wasn't much communication between Liz and Max. There wasn't much communication between, like, honestly, like, Liz and Isabel mm-hmm. or, like, any of those, like, relationships that feel like if we had given them time in this episode would have been meatier and would yeah. have, like, actually made it more compelling to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, even a more emotional scene between Alex and his dad where they were, like, feeling real things and yeah. having a real conversation would have gone, like, leaps and bounds to make this a more entertaining episode. Um, I'll also say, as someone who has seen now exactly two episodes of each of these series, um, the original Roswell does a lot better job of making uh, an episode feel like a complete experience. Um, I, when I will look back on the two Roswell New Mexico episodes uh, in the future, I as will you not. you will do fondly. I will. I will. Before I go to bed, I will say a little prayer, and then I'll look. <laughs> You'll up remember that moment that yep. I called you, Michael. That's right. And how special you felt. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to tell one episode from the other because they all like look the same. They all kind of like take mm-hmm. place in the same space, and I, I I don't know. It's a uh, I'm I feel like the newer show is more of like just sort of a homogenous blur to me. Um, yeah. and the older show uh, at least feels uh, like strongly episodic in a way where like I can remember what one episode is like versus another. Yeah, I think that there have been episodes of the new show that have that kind of like everything holding together. Um, but you're right. It feels more like a day of like a soap opera where everything is kind of yeah, a totally. piece of a longer story. Uh, OK, here's something we can compare one episode to the other. Yeah. What do we think? Of Mrs. Evans, so, she's Diane in the in the original. I right. don't know if she got a name in this. A- Alien Mama. Alien Mom. We kind of this is the first time we saw we've seen her a couple times in original, but we saw her this week. We saw her at the hospital, kind of like saying hi to Liz for the first time, and Liz getting very giddy about it, considering the guy she loves is like in laid up in a bed for being in a coma or whatever. Um, like come on, Liz, priorities. And then in this, we get, yeah, Mama Evans, who 
whines about not being needed. I'm kind of I'm kind of over characters on Roswell, New Mexico, like being <laughs> oh, apathetic. No. <laughs> Just being apathetic. Like at least mom in Roswell original, like she clearly cares about what's happening with Max. She's yeah. like trying to control the situation with the doctors. She like meets Liz and I don't know that she fully knows who Liz is or what the importance of that is, but like she fe- it feels like she she's a you know run of the mill standard mother. Yeah. Whereas mom in Roswell, New Mexico just like is kind of there to be a bad mom. So I guess that that's my question about her is like is she is she voluntarily bad mom or do the have the kids like already pushed themselves away from her so that like she's already not a part of their life when um she like comes to check in with with Max and he's like oh yeah my sister's in the hospital yeah it's hard to tell because they i mean i think that's part of the the episode is how estranged she feels from her kids but like in a way that when we met Noah, he felt like Isabel's husband who had known him a long time. Or when Maria and Liz met for the, like, we saw them for the first time together. Like, they felt like they had history. There does not feel to be any history. Like, this could be his aunt that yeah. he would see at Christmas once a year. That's how much connection they seem to have at both at his house and in that hallway scene. Like, yeah. you're talking to your mom. You're telling your mom she can't see her own daughter on the day her daughter is going to die? I, and you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Come okay. back. To, yeah, come back tomorrow. Like, I what have, the fuck, bro? I have a theory Okay, that when, like, way back when they were young yeah. and Isabel got attacked and Max mm-hmm. killed that guy, that they probably closed in on themselves, just the three of them, and they probably shut out their parents. And so they probably, like, decided when they were that young that they did not need their mom and at that point they'd been with her for i mean they were teenagers right so right. It, it was like they'd been with her since they were six is mm-hmm. that still canon in this i one? think it's eight but yeah eight. but still like they've been with her for like what seven eight years and they've then done this thing so like that's i guess that's a significant amount of time and she was there the only mother they ever knew but, but like, if you of, shut yourself off yeah. like that when you have when you ha- have committed this like awful crime together, I think you lean on each other for that, and you lean away from people who don't know about that. Yeah. Well, and she also has uh, that that moment where she's talking about their childhood, and she's like, "You got you were communicating somehow. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't speaking English and you weren't speaking uh, Spanish. Right. And, and until just one day, you did start mm-hmm. start speaking. So like." She already, from their childhood, recognizes herself as an outsider in the relationship that they that they all share. Yeah, I put a lot of blame, I think, on her shoulders, especially that she didn't realize that Michael was their third and then says, I hope that that little boy at the foster home got abducted by a now, rich family. Wait, was, what are was you that, talking about? Was you... that Michael? Or was it because in, thought... in the flash forward that we saw at the end of the episode? Uh, they were making mention of like a fourth alien. Yes, but when my when Max went to see Michael, he said you you were drawing this around the. Oh, okay, one. all right. Um. So yeah, but it's like mom is mom's out to lunch, but like I don't know, and maybe it's that I don't have any friends who committed murder with their brother when they were teenagers, but even friends of mine who have a dis more distant relationship with their parents. You still there? It's still a charged relationship. 
You're not like yeah. You're not yeah. apathetic strangers. Mm-hmm. You're like maybe annoyed strangers or yeah. I guess like, I guess that's that is the real thing, right? Is that that hallway scene shouldn't have been like yeah, come back tomorrow. It should have been like get the hell out of here, mom. Like yeah. you're only making things worse. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, or it, you're not yeah. needed here. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like he was like too polite to a person that he's being so cruel to. Like yes, yes. It was too polite. It's too polite. Because he obviously doesn't give a fuck about her feelings because he said, come back tomorrow when he knew Isabel was going to die. Wild. Wild times. Uh, So, Patrick, uh, are you going to watch all the other episodes of Rosalind? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) What if I sent you some fan vids of just Michael and Alex making out? I was going to say we should watch those on YouTube before we leave. We didn't get any of it during this episode. (laughs) We'll watch some makeouts. All right, great. Okay, cool. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Um, <laughs> I tried to tee you up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Patrick and I actually have our own podcast. Wow, shocking. Called um, My Name is Weezer, where we talk about the band Weezer and uh, pretty much nothing else besides exclusively the band Weezer. Um, if you is listen- this a bit? No. Um, you yes, really we okay. talk about we talk about so many things. Um, we uh, Ryan has been a guest on our podcast before, so if you listen to our back episode, she was on the podcast where we talked about um, Angus, right? Yeah, uh, and, so fun. Yep, really good time. Great. There was Weezer in that. There's a baby track. Yep. <laughs> um. Yep. 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 <laughs> and yeah, you can find it on uh, Apple iTunes and all the places where you listen to podcasts. Uh, and we are coming up on our, our final episodes of uh, My Name is Weezer, because Jen's moving away. Whoa, this is bombshell to Ryan Mogi. Well, how is it? A, what? Ryan, you knew that I was moving. No. I told you in a very considerate and sincere way a long okay. time ago. <laughs> that, guys, wow. Which part is, is the part that we... So that, we... Okay, because you guys have put this show on hiatus for... Six months, nine months, a year, yeah, multiple times since That's the time right. I know you. So That's I've, right. but you've never said the words. Final series finale, yeah, yeah, series finale. You're saying them. Yeah, we are. So this uh, out uh, today um, is our penultimate episode, which is about we we saw our buddies in a, a Weezer tribute band called Weezerton. Mm-hmm. They played at the Viper Room this weekend. They're very fun. They're very fun. Um, and so we saw them, and then we uh, recorded an episode with the host of We Are Weezer. Um, and uh, had a delightful drunk time together. Nice. Um, and the week before, we reviewed the Black album, and before that, we reviewed the Teal album, uh, and then next week is our, our, our last hoorah. So we're really going hard before we quit. <laughs> um, and also, listen, if Big Weezer news happens, there's not anything to say that I can't just send Patrick a whole bunch of one-sided recordings of myself. So we can put them into podcasts. See, here's the thing. What responses. I'm thinking is, I feel like he has preemptively told you he is not doing that I because know. he just said it was I the final know, episode. I if know. he was open to such an arrangement, I think you would have that arrangement. He's probably just excited that I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, well, is it time for us to announce our Weezer podcast? Uh, yeah. So, starting <laughs> on <laughs> April 16th, <laughs> that would be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> the meanest possible thing we could do. Uh, I'm glad. Thanks for being my friends, guys. Yeah. Also, check out Nintendo Cartridge Society. <laughs> yes. Every Tuesday and Thursday. It's a show that I do that's about Nintendo. 
Also check out Same Day Shipping, which is a show that Ryan and I and Colin Morris and Kelly Nugent, all of whom have been on this show, uh, we talk about uh, relationships and the things that make us laugh about them. Uh huh. Basically, we just all have podcasts with each other. <laughs> yeah, great. It's, it's good. So, yeah. you know, you can probably just look for our names on yeah, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if you Google podcasts. our names... And after you find this podcast, <laughs> there's other ones too listed. Right. Try them. Yeah. Listen all to right. them all day and all, all night. All day, all night. You could honestly, you could go a 24 hour spread with My Name is Weezer. Yeah, you could. Mark and I have done 233 episodes of the Nintendo Cartridge Society. That's wild. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> that's <laughs> so more, many. That's so many episodes. Because for every episode you did, you played a lot of Nintendo. Yeah, but I mean, that was going to be true no matter what. True. All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, if you'd like to geek out further on Roswell New and Old and see my gif-making prowess develop, you can connect with the show on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Roswell Pod. Have an amazing week.